Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Frank Sinatra, Kay Kaiser, Bob Hope, Jerry Colonna, Dorothy Lamore, Tallulah Bankhead, Danny Kay, Ethel Smith, Don Wilson, and Mel Blanc as Private Sad Sack. Frank Sinatra is the leader, and for my money, he always was and always will be. From one of his radio guest appearances during the 40s, he croons Johnny Mercer's big hit, Dream.
And now, once again, here's the Saigon Sam of the Second World War, Mel Blanc, as Private Sad Sack. Hello. Well, who are you? Well, I'm a Colonel Major Captain Private Sad Sack. Well, Sack, you got here just in time. I'm looking for an expert cameraman. Oh, an expert cameraman, me, a cameraman, a cameraman, me. I'm, I'm a wizard at photography, photography, photography. See, I, I specialize in double exposure, double exposure, I've got the finest equipment. The tinting is my my strong point. Strong. What's a camera? Sack, you must be kidding. Oh, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm kidding. He, he, here's a picture I uh, took at camp yesterday. Well, let's see. Mm, who's this soldier on the left? Oh, he's my best friend. Best He's my He's my my bosom Some crummy corporal. Well, Zach, this picture didn't seem to come out so well. Did you develop it in a dark room? Oh, I am. I never use a dark room. You don't use a dark room? No, I just blindfold myself. <laughs> well, the assignment I have in mind calls you for a real professional touch. Oh, uh, then I wouldn't uh, do it all. I'm I'm not a professor. You see, I'm I'm just an amateur. 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 The job is to take Dorothy Lamour's picture. I haven't taken any real good good good. I've forgotten a lot of the fine point. Dorothy Lamour. Somebody mentioned my name. No, and nobody mentioned your name. You keep your two cents out of the out of the. Dorothy Lamour! Of course it's Dorothy Lamour. Dorothy, you know this fella, don't you? Why, hello, Bing. What are you doing here? Oh. Oh, no, no, this isn't Crosby, Dottie. This is the other sad sack. <laughs> oh, oh. H- how do you like me in your bathing suit, Bob? Well, you fill it all right, but not in the old familiar places. <laughs> well, naturally. My figure is different than yours. Yeah, you can say that again. You can say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Hooray for the difference. <laughs> well, just take the picture, Sack. Uh, how do you want Dottie and I to pose? Well, uh, you can put your arm uh, around her. Now, Dottie, you put your arm around him. Like this, Sacky? And here's Mel Blanc once again with orchestra, uh, orchestra leader Kay Kaiser and comedian Jerry Colonna. Back to business. Have you got any ideas on how to increase GI Journal circulation? Well, I got one great idea, Mel. Our paper is going to conduct a worldwide contest to find the perfect man. I've got a reporter out looking for one right now. He should be calling in any minute. 
Boy, you really get service in radio, don't you? <laughs> Hello? Hello, Kaiser. Kelowna speaking. Say, uh, how are you doing in your search for the perfect man, Professor? Not so good, boss. I spent three hours in the powder room of the Hotel Martha Washington, and not one showed up. Kelowna. Don't you know the Martha Washington Hotel is for women only? You're wasting your time in there. I am? Yes. Well, you have your philosophy, and I have mine. <laughs> Say, Kelowna, I've got to find the perfect man immediately. Now, get out of there and look for him. Very well. Uh, say, boss. Yes? I'll need a little more expense money. The money you gave me this morning is all gone. Oh, gone? How can you waste money like that, Professor? Now, boss, you know I never spend a cent on anything that isn't absolutely essential. Oh, Professor, squeeze me tighter. Mm. Just been declared essential. <laughs> One of the most lovable comedians is Danny Kaye, and his tours all over the world have promoted goodwill and understanding between people and nations. One of his first radio guest appearances was on the Armed Forces Mail Call Program in 1943. Here's Tallulah Bankhead to introduce him. Our next Mail Call guest is a young comedy performer who made such an impact on Hollywood that we're still holding our heads and wondering what hit us. If you saw Up in Arms, you know I can only be referring to Danny Kaye. Gee, thanks, Miss Bankhead. Now, that's all right, Danny, but don't you have to call me Miss Bankhead. Call me Tallulah. Oh, Tallulah. <laughs> oh, Tallulah, Lula, 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 Bankhead. <laughs> Isn't that pretty? It's an old Indian name. Well, it reminds me of blue skies, golden sunshine, and fleecy white clouds. What does it mean in Indian? Stormy weather. <laughs> Well, I guess it must have been those California Indians. <laughs> but this is a thrill meeting you, Tallulah. You're really my idea of a fine actress. Well, thanks. You, you, you get so much out of every sentence, every word. Why, I even remember one time where all you said was, Hoomph. Hoomph? Yes. Believe me, it was no ordinary hoomph. Oh, what was so special about my hoomph? Well, I don't know quite how to say it, but Tallulah, you've got oomph in your hoomph. <laughs> And after I saw what that one little hoomph accomplished, I went around saying, hoomph, 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 hoomph. Well, what happened? Well, when Lassie came home, she came home to me. <laughs> well, Danny, you didn't have to pick up anything from me. You don't have to imitate anybody. You can stand by yourself. I saw your performance in Up in Arms. Oh, did you really see it? Yeah, you can stand by yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean it the way it sounded. I really enjoyed Up in Arms. Well, it was a pretty good picture considering that we had to shoot the whole thing at night, practically. At night? Well, yes. I, I can't leave the house during the day. I'd never forgive myself if I missed an episode of Life Can Be Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Now, don't tell me you follow those corny serials on the radio, Dandy. Tallulah, look. I don't drink, smoke, or gamble. Uh-huh. And a man has to let himself go sometimes. <laughs> Besides, I really enjoy them. Well, I like them so much, I even buy the products. You know, I've got so much soap in my house that now every time it rains, I give the whole neighborhood a bubble bath. <laughs> well, thanks for the tip. The next rainy day, we must wash out our unders together. <laughs> Gee, I'd give anything to be in one of those daytime cereals. Well, that's a pretty easy order for mail call to fill. We do almost anything around here. Don Wilson, can we fix this guy up with a daytime cereal? Why, Doris. Oh. You know, I've just been dying to sink my teeth into a commercial, and uh, Danny, you better stand by because you're a man of two parts in this here now clam bake, and <laughs> Ethel Smith is going to musically set the scene. <laughs> the makers of Toasted Tinies, the new dehydrated breakfast food, present Hilda Hotchkiss, Girl Woman. <laughs> But first, a word about our product. Toasty Tinies are a new departure in breakfast foods. They're dehydrated to one millionth their original size. Try it tomorrow morning. Drop one in a bowl of water and run for your life. <laughs> but now, back to our story. The story that asks the dramatic question, can a girl who was born in a small mining town in Colorado? And here she is now. Oh, what to do, what to do? Pierre or Butch? Which one shall I marry? <laughs> shall I marry Pierre, handsome, wealthy, charming, and intelligent, whom I love madly? <laughs> or shall I marry Butch, ugly, poor, stupid, and jerky? <laughs> whom I despise? Oh, the problems a girl has to face these days. Who shall I turn to with my problem? I have no mother. I have no father. And Mr. Anthony hates me. <laughs> I shall have to decide soon. Come in. Oh, mon chéri. It is I, Pierre, your continental lover. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? Out loving a continent. <laughs> Tell me, darling, do you really love me? Mon chéri, mon amour, mon petit, mon charmant, mon... Oh, stop your moaning. <laughs> Do not treat me so. Tonight I want you alone. We will sit on the sofa. I will turn the lights low. <laughs> then I will take you in my arms and hold you tighter and tighter until you are helpless. <laughs> Then will you steal my kisses? No, I'll steal your cigarettes. <laughs> oh, mon chéri. Oh, darling, that must be Butch. Oh, you must hide quickly. Get behind that curtain. Pierre hides from no man. But, darling... <laughs> darling, Butch is six feet four, 250 pounds, and he'll kill you on sight. What do you say to that? How do I look behind this curtain? <laughs> Butch, darling! Ah, shut up! 
Butch. Come over here. I love you, see? But that's the way we treat James and Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm a John fan. <laughs> What's them feet over there under that curtain? But darling, they're my feet under that curtain. Oh. Oh, for a minute, I thought there was someone in the room. Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> Whose feet are those sticking out from under your dress? Oh, darling, those are my feet, too. <laughs> what a dame. Four feet and they're all mine. <laughs> Never mind the curtain. What do you want to do tonight, darling? Uh, do you want to go to the movies? Nah. Do you want to go out dancing? <laughs> do you want to go out riding, darling? No. Well, what do you want to do, darling? Let's go down the cellar and shoot some rats. <laughs> oh, darling, you always want to shoot something. Well, I'm a crack shot, see? Now watch, look. I'll hit that curtain right over there. Ow! What happened? Did Butch miss the curtain? Or did Pierre get it right in the ruffle? <laughs> Tune in tomorrow for the next episode of Hilda Hotchkiss, Girl Idiot. <laughs>《Well, I can hardly wait for the next one.》Danny, I've had enough. Oh, I've, I've had, had enough. enough. I'll I've... sit this one out. That's my line, I Jam. know what we did it in rehearsal. We're going to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this. I'll sit this one out, Kay. Okay, I've had enough of this. I'll sit this one out, too. Okay, if that's the way you feel about it, I'll carry on alone. <laughs> the makers of fat-so-reducing pills present Minerva Mugwump. Girl grandfather. <laughs> but first, a word about our product, fatso-reducing pills. Ladies, are you troubled by unsightly bulges? <laughs> do you go in where you should come out, and do you come out where you should come in? Lumpy old things, aren't you? <laughs> but now, back to Minerva Mugwump. As you recall, our heroine was about to marry Sylvester Sloop whose father went to jail on a false charge of robbery, only to have a sentence cut in half when the judge found out it was really murder. <laughs> Meanwhile, old man Hawkins has been attempting to get poor widow Jones to invest her life savings in his mad scheme for reclaiming used milk bottle tops. <laughs> but he is reckoned without Charles, old reliable Charles. He flew in from Pottstown to prevent Nick, old reliable Nick, from telling Carolyn Old reliable Carolyn. <laughs> to stop milking the cow, which had grown too old to be reliable. <laughs> but what has this to do with Minerva Mugwump? Or Sylvester Sloop. Or Old Man Hawkins. Or the milk bottles. Or Pottstown. Or Fatso Reducing Pills. <laughs> These seemingly unrelated facts are all part of a gigantic plot to kidnap Boulder Dan. <laughs> As our scene opens, Minerva is sitting in the parlor, knitting a staircase for her stepbrother. <laughs> Let's listen. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I fear Father has been drinking. Father, have you been drinking? Just wait a minute, I've been drinking. <laughs> All I have is two little rum candies. That's all, two little rum candies. Two little rum candies? 
I mean, you'd be surprised how powerful they are when you dissolve them in a quarter of scotch. <laughs> Mama, we have a sick baby in the next room. Listen. <laughs> oh, dear, someone spiked his bottle. Look, look, here comes the landlord. Hello there, I see uh, Pip Pip uh, wants and all that sort of thing. Uh, have you the rent? Hey, Fido. Get him, Fido. Get him, get him, Fido. Roof, 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 roof. I say, do you like these blue shorts I'm wearing? <laughs> Shall I call the police now? Clancy, come in here. Sure, and what the devil has been happening in the place? I don't know what the devil is in that. I'll be looking at my script here. I'll find out where I can... Sean, <laughs> and what seems to be the trouble here? Well, by Jove, this man won't pay his rent. And I won't pay any rent for a drunken landlord. And sure, and who has the rent money? Well, I am, Father. Oh, well, I don't. Who's Carol's for? Roof, roof, roof. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Sure, and who asked you? Well, that's not the way to talk to my wife, but Father... Give me that okay you I'll hit him with the baby with the baby? Not with the baby, don't <laughs> Now as we take our leave of these simple everyday people, we are reminded once again that life can be beautiful. <laughs> we come to the close of this program, I'd like to ask you all to join me in paying tribute to as gallant a crew of men who ever fought and bled and died. I refer to our fighting men in Vietnam. Now, soldiers don't go in for flag-waving of any sort, I know that. All the hue and cry and compliments of the great job they've done are to them just so many empty words. Theirs is a life of action, fighting, and death. And here, high-sounding phrases just don't belong. But I do know this. And I'm sure you men would agree with me. In the years to come, when any man comes up to you and says, I fought in Vietnam, take off your hat to him, shake his hand, and buy him a drink. For this is the stuff from which great Americans are made. This is Frank Brzee. Good night, and God bless you all. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.